Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us, as always, is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. The bitch is back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, is Saturday you? night's Stone all right, Cold Sober, fighting. as a matter of fact. Yeah. We were just talking about the Elton John movie. Yeah. Because it's a sports comedy podcast. Right. Yeah. Rocket Man. Yeah. He played Dodger Stadium. He did. There we go. Sports. I had Greatest Hits Volume 2. Yep. And him in that sequin Dodger uniform... A, a young adolescent Jordan thought, I really like that. Right. And it changed the course of your life. Yeah. You're like, I think I'm going to like baseball. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Your, your career as a singer-songwriter since then has really <laughs> Not, just taken off in oh, ways that yeah. I don't think any of us were expecting. Yeah. And it was just like, and what was unseen is in a, in a sequined Bat Boy uniform, Bernie Taupin. <laughs> oh, wow, there we go. Just helping out where he yeah, can. Yeah, just, you know, you know getting, getting. I've got watched. a little drug problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting some, but just a little. Right. Is, that, is that how the movie goes? Is yeah. it Elton rich, John and a bunch geez. of coke and then Bernie Taubin? Like, I'm rich, but not Elton John. Here, rich. Can you go perform this song for me? I'm going to go back to my apartment. This is a very manageable drug habit I have. <laughs> I think I could probably sustain this for a while and quit. I'm my having a little fun at the celebrity party. <laughs> it's exactly rocking yeah, that. Anyway, it's, it's a, a sports, sports comedy, comedy podcast. podcast. Yeah. And we have big news because it's it's silly season in college football. Mm-hmm. The regular season is wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Texas Longhorns, seven and five. Oof. Year three. Not, not going to be okay in Texas. They're not hooking okay. enough people they with are their not, horns. They are not. And, you know, especially for year three. Seven and five, not great. And so, basically, he's made some big changes with the staff. Defensive Whoa. coordinator, gone. Whoa. Co-offensive coordinator, gone. Whoa. Another guy who was calling plays, he's been demoted. Another guy has been reduced to administrative role. He's made big changes on his staff. And we had him on a few years ago. Yeah, we did. Right when he was hired. And he was, he was a, I would say, a zealot for hydration. Uh, he was, yeah. but uh, I mean, you have to assume hydration's not why he fired the coaches. Oh no, no, no! I'm just you saying, know, like performance, that... team stuff. It's one of the few things I remember about yeah. that. I mean, interview. I remember listening to the interview. I was getting burritos, right? But uh, we're gonna need you to do that today too. Oh, come on! Well, I'm right. hungry. Can you guys, at least for me, I really felt like last time we got so focused on hydration, we didn't really talk about the other aspects of his oh, no, job. No, I, I'm deep on this. I got, right. I'm, I'm up on Big 12 recruiting. We're going to have a yeah. lot of hard-hitting issues. And I don't like hearing about peaks. It makes me nauseous. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. let's make sure we stick to the hard stuff in this interview. So we have yeah. him on it. We got a wide world of weird sport. You're goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, Tiger Woods update, watch, update. Tiger Woods update, watch, update. Brought to you by... The Woods. Why don't you take a hike in one today? Oh, that is my favorite drop ever. I didn't know the Woods had uh, had advertising budget. I think it's a shell company for the Sierra Group. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm... Still it's okay the, with that. Wait, the Sierra the, Group? What's that? The Sierra yeah. Club. Oh, the I'm Sierra familiar. Club. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the underground terrorist foundation oh. that is like the, the arm the eco terrorist group the, the militant Club. wing. Yeah. <laughs> which is not to be confused with Sierra Games, which did the King's Quest series. Oh, that's right. Australian yeah, right. golfer I think I Adam Scott wants home field advantage for President's Cup. Semicolon. Doesn't want Australians to cheer Tiger Woods. There's a home field advantage in golf? Subheadline. Tiger's caddy, Joe LaCava, suggests attacking this problem 
with a five iron. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, so next week, uh, the President's Club will be played, or President's Cup will be played in Australia. Who's president? Australia's president? The President's Cup is held in odd years and pits a team of U.S. golfers against the world without Europe. Without Wait, Europe? What? The world without Europe was oh, also the, the writer's name of my cup is... alt history book series set in Pangaea. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. So I was wait, really proud of that The only people that can <laughs> participate are non-Europeans. The world with Europe. Basically, okay, the Ryder Cup is yeah. the other one. That's in even number years. Okay. That's U.S. versus Europe. Okay. So in odd number years, it's U.S. versus everyone Why does U.S. Else. get to do everything? We're better at golf. We have the best golfers. Okay. Duh. The ah, same reason we know. get to do all the other stuff. When you have We're the, best, at the golf? best professional sports league in your country... You usually have the best athletes for it. Okay, that makes I buy it. Thanks. That I was, think, oh, that I was think surprisingly this, easy. I think we're this, best at basketball. We were best at baseball for a while, and, and we're, we're still best like at top tech. Three. Can I get a what? What? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Thank what? You. what? Probably the most relevant one for all of our happiness. Oh, sure. Uh, no. So the President's Cup is held without European golfers because of Trump administration tariffs. Sure. No, no, no. It's yeah. because the Ryder well, it's Cup. Hard, it's hard to afford irons, you know? <laughs> it's because all those irons tariffs. It's because the Ryder no, Cup actually, is it's held steel and aluminum, Phil, so the irons oh, okay. squeak in there. Yeah. Phew. Uh, it will be held at the Royal Melbourne Golf Club. Ernie Els is the international captain. He's South African. And Tiger Woods is the American captain, or as he prefers to be addressed for this tournament, Captain America. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. When you're the American captain, I think you get to make that choice. Right. Yeah, and I also feel like, why would anyone ever be called the American captain? When you could you be called... Always be Captain America. Right. This isn't an event that's played for a big purse. It's played for pride of country. Like and probably the, cash. I feel like they usually don't hand out No, 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 no. There's no, no, no cash. It's played for... It's like the Olympics. But unlike the Olympics, it's only watched by the people who can be swayed by commercials that talk about how Phoenix is a great city to move your business too. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watch golf. There's always ads from just like, come to San Antonio, move your company to San Antonio. Really? Like, how many people own companies that are watching golf that are thinking, huh, this ad makes some good points? Well, I imagine that you just need to get uh, one, right? Well, that and is, that, that yeah, is that's actually, yeah, now that you mention in it. In terms of sports where the ad revenue vastly outweighs like the salaries, nothing's bigger than golf because, you know, you're selling like designer watches, right, and cars, yeah. and it's like podcasts. Yeah, the CPMs are high because people who listen to podcasts are like, I'm listening in my Lexus. Yeah, that's our audience, all yep, right. Right, all of those Lexus drivers who listen to us are why <laughs> we've got drops from the woods. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so no prize money. So net proceeds are distributed to charities. Oh, good. Charities that support golf scholarships for upper middle class kids whose parents had to drain their college savings to pay for an older sibling's stint in rehab. Ugh. Yeah, that's not good. Eat the rich. It's a very specific scholarship. You got to yeah. feel for these families who had to drain one child's <laughs> college savings to right. put the other one in a nice rehab. Right. right? So anyway, what sent you to re rehab instead of college? If I'd known, especially if they're a golfer. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you just really feel for that kid. Yeah, yeah. You feel spend... for golfers in general. Just <laughs> yeah. I mean, it costs a couple thousand dollars in clubs, and then they got to pay another 50 bucks of greens fees five times a week. Yeah, country club membership. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if the parents make less than 500 grand a year, how can they afford it? And that's before tuition. Right. Uh, That is the nice thing about golf, though, is if you make less than $500,000 a year, you can't afford it. Right, you're a caddy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So now you know all about the President's Cup. Well, it hasn't been held in Australia since 2011, so naturally... 
that was the last appearance of Tiger Woods in Australia. An Aussie golfer, Adam Scott, seems to believe there's a pent-up demand in his home country that could lead to Tiger mania. Yeah, I could see that. Quote, last time it was too friendly. Quite bluntly, we want the home crowd advantage. And I'll be disappointed if they're cheering enthusiastically for Tiger or anyone on the U.S. team. Yikes. Ouch. Little insight into what level of noise is considered gauche by golfers. (laughs) That level is enthusiastic cheering. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's what he does not. I don't want enthusiastic cheering for Tiger. Yeah, what are these? (laughs) Exactly. Now, the the folks at home hear the golf club? Yeah. It's a wonderful day at uh, the Royal Melbourne Golf Club. Unless you're watching Happy Gilmore, where everybody is hooting and hollering. I like that better. Happy Gilmore feels like the Entourage theme song. The entire movie is just the Entourage. Also, I hate to break it to you, Phil. Happy Gilmore, not a particularly accurate representation of professional golf, but an excellent advertisement for Subway sandwiches. The Royal Melbourne Golf Club only has room for 15,000 spectators. And here's the thing. They all want to clap for Tiger. Sure. Mm -hmm. But Adam Scott seems to think that maybe what Australia needs is their own version of the 12th man. Quote, I'm not saying be a poor sport. But one challenge our team has always had is gaining a home soil advantage because it's rare to see stars like Tiger and Dustin Johnson come to Australia where we play these things, and the locals are excited to see them. But while we appreciate them very much, we don't have to cheer for them. Yeah, that was very golf equivocating for you right there. Yeah, so is clapping allowed? (laughs) Yeah, hard to say. It's not like these people are bringing vuvuzelias. I mean, imagine how... Intense it would be if you met everything the Americans did with just dead stone-faced silence from the entire crowd. That would be devastating. Right? But no, but no, here's the thing. Because golf spectators have the literal opposite of a scoreboard noise meter. Yeah. They have a guy in a suit who holds up a sign that says quiet. Right. That is the literal opposite of it's third down. Yeah, right? not cheering is a good thing. That's what I would do if I wanted to support my person is keep my fucking mouth shut. Right. Also, quick quick message for Adam Scott. Uh, as glad as I am to find out that your golf career is going well, uh, you know, after all the acting that you do. Oh, yeah, God. you're the bomb oh. and step brothers. <laughs> uh, uh, no. I do have to say that, uh, you know, there's a particular way that you can really get the hometown crowd amped up for you. And what's that? Golfing well. Well, I, I just think it's one of those sort things. Sort of not on Tiger or the audience as I see it. Like, if you win... I think they'll cheer. Yeah, get some holes in ones. I think what Phil said at the very beginning of this segment was accurate, which is, what's home field advantage in golf? Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's just point, but greens and holes. No one talks about Torrey Pines being like playing at LSU at night. Right. Like, <laughs> I oh practiced my. more on this one, and therefore I'm more likely to chip well. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Cincinnati Bengals beat New York Jets 22-6. Semicolon. Sports bar owner Jeff Lanham returns from living on his sports bar's oh, roof. Oh, I'm right. glad that he survived. Jeff Lanham, update, watch, update. <laughs> Subheadline. The abandoned tent on the bar's roof is just days away from an appearance on a BuzzFeed listicle of weirdest Airbnbs to stay this spring. Yeah, that oh, would yeah. be a bad one. <laughs> the Airbnb weird. or the listicle? I would be cold. I don't you know about you. The space heater and the sleeping bag still, and the Netflix. It's Ohio and it's November. Uh, it's actually it's actually Southern Indiana. Yeah. Small oh, town Southern, Southern Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. On Sunday, 
thanks to NFL's television coverage roulette, large swaths of America were subjected to what CBS called a football game Boop. between the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals and the New York Jets. And I forget, the Jets are bad two right now, or wait, oh, no? They're four and eight. Well, that's four just going to be hard to get used to, the Jets being bad. Yeah. Huh. So the Bengals. And wait, are you telling me that the Bengals are also struggling this year? Joel, you heard the Bengals segment two weeks ago. You know, you're right. I just, I'm just not accustomed to hearing things like the Jets and the Bengals are both bad In teams. In Tecmo at the same Super Bowl, they're both pretty good. <laughs> Actually, that's that's a pretty rare period. That, yeah. that, <laughs> but it's true. Boomer Esiason and uh, yeah, they were decent. They're both pretty good. Well, the Bengals. Vinny Testaverde, I think. Sure. Is the Jets quarterback? The Bengals won. And the Fox 19 local news graphic that identified Jeff Lanham on the broadcast said it all. Jeff Lanham, sleeping in his own bed tonight. <laughs> I bet his wife is having to still sleep on the couch yeah. for pulling the stunt. Well, just three days earlier, with no end in sight, Lanham hosted Thanksgiving dinner in his tent. Oh. Yikes. Presumably, because oh. he can't leave. Oh. Presumably giving thanks for having an incredibly patient family. Can you imagine being an elderly relative who traveled out of town for this? Yeah. Like, we drove two hours for Thanksgiving, and it was in a tent. You yeah. could just have it in the bar downstairs and have people come up, like, a few at a time well, and say hi. Well, here's the thing about your Uncle Jeff, uh, Billy. Uh, he's always been an odd duck. <laughs> yeah. His wife hates him. Uh, so, however, this past Sunday, it was all over. Upon returning to a grateful society, Lanham's friends and family showered him in beer as he finally came down the roof for good. Mm. Well, at least he finally got a shower. Oh, he sho he yeah. showered on the upper floor of his bar. Sure. Uh, and okay, the final tally for the amount of days this man voluntarily lived on a roof to keep his word. Drum roll. As if that means anything. Right. 57 days. It's a long time. That, this is where I have some bad news. 57 days. What's worse than living outdoors for 57 days waiting for the Bengals to win a game? Dying of colon cancer. Correct. Mm. Yeah. Correct. Oh, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, it's, uh, if it gets drawn out by the chemo and stuff, I oh, imagine sure. it'd be way worse, I would but... say. I would say living outdoors for 57 days and not even setting a new record for living outdoors while waiting for the Bengals to win a game. Oh, no. Oh, God. Now, do you guys remember we talked about this last time? Someone else tried this stunt before in Cincinnati. Yep. Mm -hmm. Talk radio personality. Dennis Wildman Walker. Oh, Wildman. And Wildman set the record at 61 days living on his radio station's oh, billboard. Yikes. He got so close. <laughs> I know, but here's the thing. Here's my, here's my feature reporter voice. But Lanham says he's happy to let Walker hold the crown. He even received a call from Walker congratulating him. Though I'm not sure for what. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, hey, good job on being a big piece of shit like I am. But seriously, the real bad news, and this is where Lanham is just fucking selfish for wanting to come down. The yeah. Bengals might not secure the number one draft pick now. Ah! Oh. Oh. Bengals got one win. Giants have two. Several teams have three. A lot of things going on now. Lanham credits his wife as the reason he was able to stay up there for so long. Quote, Bringing me my meals, my laundry, mm -hmm. I mean everything, he said. I didn't do anything. His wife then turned, mugged for the camera, and said, just like when you're at home. <laughs> yeah. Holiday Row. 
That sounds like the premise of every sitcom ever. You guys heard the song, uh, Put Another Log in the Fire? No. Oh, that's great. We'll listen to it later. Cool. (laughs) Joining us now on the podcast is Texas Longhorns football head coach, Tom Herman. Yeehaw! Hook Hook 'em horns. horns. There we go. Hook Hook 'em horns. horns. Hook 'em horns. Hook 'em horns. Hook all Hook 'em horns. I like how all the schools in Texas have something. Oh, yeah. You know, TCU has something with their hands. Obviously, your your former rival, I don't know if they're still rival, Texas A&M had Gigam Aggies. Oh, they're they're always going to be rivals. Right. I know yeah. you're not playing them anymore. Longhorns and Aggies don't get along in the never have. Okay? Right. right. Of course. Uh, I know you're not from Texas, so you wouldn't know that. I am that. not. Well, I speaking not. of rivals, all of your rivals seem to be beating you a lot because you're having a real rough season, huh? Okay, that was a real rough segue, is what that was. No, I felt like it was <laughs> well, a very smooth segue. I can smooth it over. Yeah. You're one and three against yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, okay, it's that's not, not what we're looking for. Red River shootout, you want to at least split that. Right, and obviously you're 0-0 against A&M because yeah. you're not playing them. But I don't think many uh, Longhorns faithful thought Tom Herman, former OSU co- coordinator, former Houston coach who took him to a New Year's Six Bowl. Oh, yeah. Is going to be seven and five in year three. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little shocked myself, uh, but I think what I have determined was that it was disloyalty among the ranks. Well, I was going to say. So this has been, and I was wondering, if, was this something that was done on your volition, or oh, was the athletic department putting pressure on you because you have relieved several coaches of their duties? Wh- what are you, major kidding? coaches? The athletic department did not want me to fire anybody. Oh, okay. Wow. As far as they were concerned, that's that that's extra severance that we're putting out. Okay. Okay. But I insisted. I insisted. All right. Because here's the thing. You cannot put together a ten and two football team. All right. When you got weak leaks in the chain. All right. You need loyalty close to you by people who are gonna, you know, reiterate the things that you're trying to preach to your players. Mm, yeah. And I I ultimately discovered that my my coaching staff was not where I thought they needed. Oh, to be that's why you had a, you had a bit of a Black Friday. You just you're fired. You're fired. At Red wedding. Absolutely, I dropped <laughs> that's the what axe. I, was for. I got rid of all of them. Get rid of them because that's I. I started digging deep down. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing: we started by surveilling my coaches. Oh, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 Big Brother style. This this sounds a little creepy. Now, now, by the way, I know uh, coaches when you when it's in season. You're around each other like 90 hours a week. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of time. There's recruiting trips. There's all that. So it wasn't that hard to surveil them. I just kept a close eye on them. Right. And and what did you what did you see that made you think these new people need to be relieved of their duties? Okay, well, first thing, uh, and I feel like this is this is the one thing that I gotta mention. None of the others even matter that much. When I saw this, I understood. That people had to be fired. And then I saw it over and over and over again. I can't believe I waited this long to take action. Was it not watching game film or No no no? When we when we're at urinals together, I would glance over to get a get a look at their color, you know? Uh, uh I am sorry, I'm gonna have to stop you there. Uh get a look at their color. The color of the urine. Oh and I, I gotta know tell that you, makes it better. No, that makes it worse. Some of those guys were approaching Canary, okay? They were not well hydrated. And if there's one thing that's important to football, it's hydration. I mean, there's a lot of things important to football. Yeah, but mostly hydration. So, if nothing else... Mostly is a strong word. Every time we were standing at urinals together, didn't matter where it was. You know, if we were in, you know, Portland, Oregon, trying to recruit some player, or whether we were on a road game, you know, to play uh, one of the other former Big 12 teams. Sure. (laughs) 
Big 12. It's still called a Big 12. I knew that because it, my team is in the conference. Right, say Oklahoma State or sure, Baylor. Sure, Oklahoma State. Yeah, Baylor. These are options that uh, that would be great. I would make a point of seeing what their pee looked like. Ugh. Tell, let me tell you something. If that color of pee was your window, yeah. you would be upset. You would be like, what is this, a stained glass window? This is this is a, this isn't clear, right? But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, right? That wouldn't be my. Well, this go-to. is my problem with this. All right, are you saying that if everybody was well hydrated, they would have performed well enough on the field to turn an L into a W? Here, here's what you have to understand: is that a a a a, a, a college football program? You know, it's like a, it's like a single party state. You know, and you cannot in that situation have other people who are within your administration who are not loyal to you. So, okay. you know, I had to purge those elements that were not purging clear urine. Now, here's where I agree with you, because I think uh, a college football program is successful when it has everyone moving in the same direction. Right. Yeah. Is that a single-party state, right? Absolutely. However, you know, you need everyone moving in the same direction, and you need everyone basically living up to the ideals set by you, the oh, head absolutely. coach. Right? And I know that hydration... And specifically, championship levels of hydration. Well, I think we went seven and five. It's Clearly, hydration is at the. It's something the you wanted. Cornerstone of that. So, why do you think these coaches weren't living up to your ideals? I don't know what to tell you because that's what, to my face, they're telling me they love hydration. They're right. telling me yeah. hydration. Are you watching is them? Important. Are you seeing what they drink? Are you seeing them drink water? You know, but that's thing. I can't watch them twenty four seven. Right. No, but it yeah. sounds like you're watching them on the output. Well, maybe you should be watching a little more on the input. I try Ooh. to keep track of the input, but like I said, it's like they go into another room and it's like, did they drink a glass of water in there? They should have, because again, that's one of my key things. You enter a different room, you drink glass of water, right? But are yeah. they eating a bunch of salty snacks instead? Right, exactly. Are they are they uh, slamming cans of sardines? Are in they that drinking other room? coffee, which is a dehydrating uh, substance? Well, technically, yeah, it's not as hydrating, but there's actually plenty of water in coffee. That's a good point. So you, it, it's hydrating, just You're not right. as hydrating. Now, 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 now don't I, explain I hydrating to me. No, I, I know hydrating. Get it. I think I'm starting to get it. So walk me through what you're doing at these practices to try to make sure that people are staying hydrated. And maybe anything that the coaches during these practices, you oh, notice the coach is doing incorrectly. Well, and I and I gotta say, here's here's where I think I screwed up. Is obviously the hydration of the players we were paying very close attention to. Good. Okay, I have yeah. them. Uh, you know, all of the pops from the urinals in the locker rooms run through my office and they're made of glass Smart. so I can observe the color of the urine as it These passes These are like through. pneumatic yeah. banker tubes, but for piss. Yeah. yeah. And I even, right. I even get, uh, just to, to clarify, because some water goes in there too when you flush. No, so I understand. I've, I've got yeah, a sure. new color scale to understand what that color represents. So does, oh. every, does every player then have their own urinal so that they all have their own? Uh, you can observe each one individually. Now, you know, I could not get the AD to spring for that. Oh, uh, 85 scholarships, 85 urinals. Yeah, that that is exactly the phrase that was on my presentation. Ah, yes. It yeah. was a 37-slide PowerPoint, and all I heard was 85 urinals is too many urinals. We can't afford 85 urinals. Urinals are pretty cheap. I'm like, yeah, you got 85 lockers. I don't see why 85 urinals is going to be a problem. You just put a How urinal inside each to, locker. Yeah, well, I'm supposed to track hydration. Yeah. Huh? Like, yeah, wouldn't it be easy? You just put it in their locker. Yeah, it's a little awkward when they're peeing in front of everybody else, but but that's not that big a deal. Get used to it. If you're drinking enough water, you're going to have to be peeing yeah. a lot. Right. Anyway, point is... Uh, 
I think I was focusing too much in the players, but what I had to understand is that you got to have the coaches in line too. Oh, I see. Yeah, see, that's I was not focusing enough. So on the, the coaches. coaches need to drink more water, right? Too. Just just because they are not participating in the athletic event does not mean hydration is not important. What happens when a de- when a Affects coach the gets mind. dehydrated? Affects the mind. Oh, it does. Oh, okay. Decision making, play, play calls, calling. bad decision making. Oh. Absolutely, and also just the mindset they're coming from is not one that truly believes in hydration. Okay, hydration is the means of freeing the masses. Okay. And if you're not into it, I got to say, I think you're a counter hydration revolutionary. So can can you walk me through, say, a game that you lost this year and how maybe dehydration played a role in your coaches? I'm not going to name a specific game, but just in general, you saw the play, Colin. Right. Yeah. I mean, would you call those plays if you were well hydrated? I mean, I, I don't know. I am not a football mind. I'll be the first to say that. Fair but, enough. But uh, I would say at times I wondered, why can't this team perform better? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm wondering the same thing. Because I'm like, I'm looking at everybody's pee. They're still peeing on my face after every practice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? one after another, I have them line up and do it. And it's at Ugh. the end of practice, too. So you know God, what? that's if so you... gross. That is like the grossest <laughs> visual. Okay, if you've got a better it's... way of examining people's urine... I'd love to hear it. Pee in a cup? No, because that's you need the sunlight coming through the urine so that you can really see how pee clear in a it cup is. and then look at it through the sunlight. Do you think no, maybe? No, but then ultimately... you got to factor in the glass and the plastic. No, I need Get pure urine hit my face so I can see how hydrated they what are. What I'm hearing is you had players peeing on your face. You didn't have coaches peeing on your bingo, face. Bingo, bingo. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is it's like I need those coaches to pee in my face. I need those coaches to be volunteering to have their players peeing on their face. Was this something that Granted, maybe... I wouldn't let them do that. That's the level of control I have in my program. Everybody's peeing on my face. I'm not... The face peeing is not being delegated to some assistant coach or graduate assistant. No, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. That needs to be something that... So if that Ronan Farrell wrote an article about what you're doing there, would you be proud of this? Of course I would. Okay. I'm on this podcast talking about it. Because I think he's going to write about this. <laughs> I think there's another Pulitzer coming in Ronan Farrow's way. Okay, which one's Ronan Farrow? Yeah, he's the one that's uh, all the Me Too movement articles. Yeah, I don't, I don't read uh, any Harvey of those. Weinstein and uh, I'm a football coach from Texas. You should really read your audience just a little bit. Yeah, well, you should really understand social norms. <laughs> getting I peed football on coaches face. in Texas People don't need view to peeing on faces is a little pervy. I wonder if it's a little uh, harder. To get grown men, maybe set in their ways, maybe stubborn, maybe like I've lived my whole life a certain way to pee on your face, then it would be 18 to 22-year-olds who are a little more moldable, a little more malleable. Yeah. It's easier to get them to pee on your face than maybe a grown man. Now, now here is the thing, uh, and this is when I went to the AD at the beginning, I did not want to fire these coaches. Right. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to make things work. Okay? My suggestion was to set up re-education camps. Okay, we send them to uh, I think Siberia is where we found Oof, some good that feel good land oh, on on buddy. the cheap. They go to the re-education camp, and you know what? They get themselves in line with what hydration really means. They understand how they've been brainwashed by other people into not believing in hydration enough. Can I break this down? So sure. people are getting flown out to Siberia well, to no, learn po- about. The no, point is, is they're wanted. not, because I could not get the AD to spring for it, so I just had to fire him. So I'd like to point that out. I didn't, I didn't want to fire anybody. 
I wanted to re-educate. Speaking as someone who's watched a lot of Man in the High Castle and has a growing collection of neutral zone fanfic. Sure, yeah. I just want to say the re-education camp thing strikes me as a little extreme. Yeah. Okay, I don't I don't necessarily follow because it's you you heard what I was saying. Their pee was not yellow. Well let's let's start let's start. Look, those coaches are gone. It's a new day in Texas. We're entering year four of the Tom Herman era. What are you looking for in new offensive Do you know what coordinators, I found new in defensive, my defensive coordinators office? I walk in one day. I'm already suspicious about the pee. You know what was in there? What was in there? Bag of saltines. Ooh. Half a sleeve. Half a sleeve. And here's the thing. I don't think somebody just left a half a sleeve in there. No, I bet the I half think he ate was the in. first half of that But sleeve. I have to say, something really delicious about some nice saltines. Especially uh, once you start snacking those. Mm. Okay, but that is the devil's salty goodness. Because that is just going to really do... It wreaks havoc on your hydration. You would have to drink six gallons of water to make up for a single salty. That doesn't seem yeah, like that it's doesn't true. Seem that right. doesn't feel like. You know science. what, Coach? I will say this, and I, I, I think See, that I'm. You being need to go to a re-education here. camp. I think oh, I'm being if only I could have set them up like I wanted to. I don't think I've drank a glass of water in three days. So you've been in the same room for three days? No, I think that I just haven't drank a glass you of water. You don't drink a glass of water every time you move to a different room? Phil, no, I'm, I'm going to come down to you, Phil, and say that is no way to live. No, it's not healthy, but I'm just, I was drinking. thinking about it, and I'm like, I've had a few beers. We have chocolate milk in the house, so I've been drinking a lot of chocolate milk. Okay, uh, here's the thing. I don't know that I'm going to be able to come back on this podcast. Oh, you don't well, start drinking more I, water. I want to know, what are you looking for in new coaches? We know those old coaches are gone. What are you looking for in new offensive coordinators, new yeah, defensive Yeah, like that they know a lot about football, baby. Well, okay. <laughs> the good first plays. The first person I reached out to, and I told him, hey, Winning listen. Winning track record. You, you are allowed to define your own role within UT. Okay. I just want you on the football team because I think it's important. And that was Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, Aquaman. He, he plays Aquaman. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Thanks, Phil. I, yeah, I don't course. completely get your 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 football situation, but you're a man who understands water. And understand, oh, yeah. I, I know he's not the actual Aquaman, and no. it wouldn't matter if he was, because that salt water does not work. That's trick water is what that is. Well, he's also Count Drogo. He's also the uh, the star of the Apple TV Plus show C. I don't know. I saw a billboard, and there was a man's face, and it said Aquaman. And so I found a graduate assistant, and I was like, listen, I'm going to go get my face peed on. Can you look up who the person in this billboard was? Okay, he wasn't and drinking. And he was like, oh, you mean Jason Momoa? And I was like, you already know. Then we got to get this Yeah, he wasn't guy. drinking the water. He was just talking to fish. Yeah. So you're really just focused on hiring coaches who have uh, a lot of experience in water. No, no, no. Well, and here's the thing. Obviously, if he was the first hire, then we would want to go to somebody with a little bit more football experience in the next one. Okay, and that is why I found Jim Branford. Who's Jim Branford? Jim Branford? Jim Branford. Uh, he was a high school letterman in football when he was uh, much younger. Then he worked at SeaWorld handling killer whales for about 25 years. Orcas. But he has been he has been coaching his peewee league recently, and I've been really liking what he's doing. And I think he's just the right between peewee. He, he knows water and he knows football. Oh, I get it. Peewee league. Oh, you know, I didn't even think of that. All right. All right, Tom. It's been great having you on, Coach Herman. Yeah. All right. It's, it's great. Listen, uh, I want to come back here. I love you guys. 
But I'm going to need to see you drink some more water before I do. All right? I'm going to need you to pee in a cup and send it to me. I just don't love the taste of water. I do. You I know need what? more flavor. I'll absolutely. You don't have a taste. It's not about taste. Okay. God. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, wide world of sports. Wide world of sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, touch football. Touch football? Yeah, touch football. You ever heard of it? The concept? Yeah. The what? What is? No, the official game of touch football. Whoa, there's an official touch football game? Uh, yeah. I can't watch. I can't wait to watch all of the slow motion replays to see whether or not they got the second hand on them. Oh, did he get the second hand? He got the first hand. Did he get the second hand? We're going to have to go to the tape. Right? Looks like we see some pinky drag. Some pinky yep. drag on the left hand. He got two hands. That person is down the 12. Yep. Touch football is a variant of American football in which the basic rules are similar to those of the mainstream game called tackle football for contrast. But instead of tackling players to the ground, the person carrying the ball need only be touched by a member of the opposite team to end the down. This was the type of football that mom said it was okay to play. Right. Yeah, but Jordan, that was before the Me Too era and everything. I feel like we've all really changed the way we feel about yeah. touch football. I mean... Now it now it's consent football where yeah. you have to say, you are down now. And they say, I agree that I am down now. <laughs> yeah. That's how it's played. Uh, rules, depending on the skill of the player and available playing field and the purpose of the game, the rules other than tackling aspect may remain mostly the same. Or vary considerably from American football. <laughs> Either the same or considerable variance. So, yep. They didn't narrow it down at all with that. That that clause of the sentence did nothing for any of us. No, I mean, there's... Uh, like there's, it's, it's either a whole bunch or a very little. Right, if, but there's if no middle option. In between. That sentence was a, uh, an onomatopoeia. It'd be... Eh. Right, yeah, exactly. 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 Uh, touch football can be played by teams as few as two or as many as 11 on each side. Usually games consist of four to seven. I'm going to go ahead and say you need at least three. I don't yeah. buy the two. No, yeah. two is stupid. Two because on then two. all it is is like you're always throwing. You need three. You need three because you need a man on the quarterback. Yeah. It's it's a whole bunch of, yeah, the guy like hanging out in the backfield while the receiver like keeps running around trying to veer in a way that gets him open. Right. They're trying to deke. Positions in touch football are far less formal than its more organized counterpart. <laughs> While some games roughly follow conventions, more often all players will be considered eligible receivers, as in six-man football, and there are usually no running backs. Yep. Not in my touch football. Uh, there may or may not be a snapper. If I never had a snapper. Yeah, heck no. If there's not, the quarterback initiates play by hovering the ball above the line of scrimmage and then pulling it back to simulate a snap. Yeah, that yeah. is what I'm familiar with. Or just usually the people of the line picking start it counting up about Mississippi. Yeah, or just picking it up and standing in the backfield and going, hut. Right. Yeah, that's how I played. All right, go, blue for two, blue for two, because right. that's what yeah. you One say. always throws in a few obligatory calls right, yeah, just exactly. to be funny. Yeah. If you're rotating quarterback, you really got to milk it when you're in there. Well, I've played touch football a lot uh, at the Ace Ventura era. Where and when he's in the mental institution, he has that moment. Oh, that's right. Blue fort, too. Blue fort. You know. Generally in touch football, nearly every play is a passing play. Whereas run plays and pass plays tend to be well-balanced and organized football. Yeah. More, more or less. Yeah, more or less. Is, is the whole point here in comparing how touch football is Doesn't different Doesn't it feel tackle? like this article is insecure about <laughs> it its really relationship does. to organized football? 
It's just no. as good. It's just as good. <laughs> this this is a thing. Little it's differences. Thing. Just little differences. Uh, some games will also implement a blitz count or a period of time that must elapse after the snap before the defense may cross the line of scrimmage in order to attempt to "Quote unquote," tackle the quarterback. Okay, I gotta ask. In terms of that, how many? How many? Uh, what was the count that you guys would? If you oh, guys five played? Mississippi, five Mississippi. Joel, did you? What was uh, your... We would do five Apple. I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna apple. say. I a little bit used... of a faster paced game in Okemos than in Granville. Let me we, tell you. We something. also used Apple instead of Mississippi. Well, we played on bigger fields. We played on the full hundred yard fields. Up at Wedgwood Park. I don't know. If that makes a Wedgwood. difference. Yeah, because then you need more time. I feel we like had a park named Edgewood, but really? it's good to know that you guys had Wedgwood. Yeah, Wedgwood Park. I just remember like screaming out when you were the person on the quarterback, Five Apple! As you right. like dived over the line and like, oh, went yeah, after yeah. that. That is true. But then we also had the, there was one blitz allowed. One blitz per four yeah. downs, yeah. yeah. You save it for third or fourth. Right, my, but when my someone favorite. would waste it, oh man. You really you really wanted to like, like, like lull him into a sense of security? But I'd like in second down, I'd be like, one apple, two, a blitz! <laughs> right. That's how you get them. not ready for it. You did have to call out your apples, too. Yep. yep. Along with the size of teams, the size of the field can vary considerably. <laughs> in a Any park. space that's available. Right, exactly. But in a park like Wedgwood Park, right off of Wilson in Granville, Michigan. Does it say that in the article, Phil? Uh, no, I'm editorializing okay, yeah, this here. I just wanted to be sure. Or uh, just past the old oak tree. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, Buck Crick runs through Wedgwood Park. Bad fishing in Buck Creek. Uh, in a park or in a spring pactress situation, a full-size field may be available, but many games are played in the front or backyards of suburban or rural village neighborhoods where the whole field may not be much more than 30 yards long. Village neighborhoods? Yeah, you know, in rural <laughs> village neighborhoods. Hey, welcome to village neighborhood, the football field. We have 30 yards. Let's go I, play I do a lot of times where we're like, let's mark off 10 yards so we see a first down, and we're like, oh, it's... Through the end zone. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, I always loved it when you'd play in very, very small backyards where it's like every play was just a touchdown. I, we used it's to like play NFL in, Blitz. Yeah. We used to play in Bob Kresge's backyard, which had a rather prominent hill. So, mm. you know, the receivers would typically start at the top of it when you'd hike. And that was a big part of it is you'd cut downhill and your crossing route, you'd accelerate because you were running down. Oh, that makes for very dangerous rub routes. It, yeah. it does, and once somebody went like face first into the screened-in porch, and did one of those like comedy, like all of the edges of the screen had like bent in, and you could see like their imprint where they like thumped into it. Oh yeah, Big Head did it that a couple great. times. Yeah, <laughs> ran right through screen porches. Couldn't see so good. Yeah, and a very big head. Yeah, not well, not well. Uh, when it is desired for an odd number of players to play, it is common to allow one player to be an all-time quarterback player. This yeah. player will always be on the offense. Here's what I don't like about the all-time quarterback. You sometimes yeah. need to bench your quarterback. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If he's not performing, you got to be like, hey, buddy. Right. And then like, you get those situations where it's like, well, you threw a touchdown on their last three possessions. You throw an interception on our last three possessions. Yeah, well, you like them better? Yeah, all-time quarterback, my ass. This is why you need even-numbered teams. Yeah, right. That's true. And that brings it on to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, that's why you can't have an all-time quarterback, because all-time quarterbacks are always cheaters. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close on a sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we're going to bring back Tom Herman, and he can give you our contact information. All right. Okay. Hey, y'all. Uh, hey, Tom. 
Okay. So we're going to try and do this, but I am due for my, my daily uh, evening hydration regimen. Well, okay? just, it, just drink some water, man. You, gotcha. No, I got it. Hang on. Don't yeah. let it stop you. Yep. Let me just lay this out here. Is this going to be like a ventriloquist act where you drink the water while you're delivering the podcast? No, that would be something. That would be great. For no, Phil... Nothing comes between me and my water when I'm drinking. Oh, I'm sorry. What I will drink water variant. between. I'm giving our contact information right. though. Yeah. Okay. So you can find us on Twitter. Yep. Find uh, them on Twitter <laughs> at uh, uh, Twitter.com/slash sports and then the numeral three podcast. No, I guess you usually say find us. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. No. I, okay. That's fine. I just wasn't sure. Hang on. Okay. Drinking that water. Okay. One liter down. All right. That was uh, fast. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, if you go to facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. Yep. Sports three podcast. You might be noticing a theme at this point. Right. Yeah, everything right. is sports the number three podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Hang on. Wow. He's, uh, that this, is a lot of water. This is a very visual Ooh. gag for a very audio <laughs> podcast. Right. Hey, listen. I, I yep. Six liters before I go to bed. That's how it works. Ugh. You must be up every hour peeing. Yeah, but it's worth it. Ugh, gross. To know that I'm hydrated. Yeah. Uh, Last one, you can go to anchor.fm, which is my favorite option. Because anchors go in water. Yeah. Yeah. Phil gets it. Yeah, (laughs) I do. Anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. Slash sports number three podcast. I feel like we're really throwing the baby out with the bathwater with this whole podcast information. Okay. Uh, All right, hang on. So I got to consume these last three liters of water. Can I do that off mic? Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Coach Herman. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. Do you think it's worth it to go to Australia for the President's Cup? Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.